This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. There have been a growing number of cases of severe respiratory disease in this country linked to e-cigarettes. At least 215 cases of severe lung disease linked to vaping have been reported to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention this summer. In addition, at least one person died after vaping, and that death is being investigated. Studies have looked at the impact e-cigarettes uh, at the impact of e-cigarettes with nicotine, but new research from here at the University of Pennsylvania shows that vaping without nicotine can still be dangerous and do damage to your blood vessels. Alessandra Caporale is a postdoctoral fellow here at uh, the University of Pennsylvania's Perelman School of Medicine in the Department of Radiology. She's the lead author on this study, and she joins us on the phone right now. Alessandra, great to have you with us today. Oh, good morning. Uh, thank you for your interest in our research. Thank you. So I guess let's start with, with exactly what the study entailed and, and your findings. Yes. So we uh, wanted to investigate uh, the acute effects of uh, non-nicotinized electronic cigarette vaping uh, on the vascular function. Uh, We used a non-invasive technique, MRI, so magnetic resonance, uh, and we wanted to see um, what what inhaling uh, this aerosol caused to the endothelium. The endothelium is the innermost layer of the vasculature. Uh, so we used uh, an e-cigarette without nicotine, and uh, after a single episode of vaping, we saw uh, that this affected the, um, the capacity of the uh, femoral artery to vasodilate. Just one time? Just one time. That, that, that people actually, uh, actually inhaled, they, 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 you, you were able to see some sort of impact? Yes, exactly. It was a transient effect. Uh, so we, uh, on a parallel study, we also saw that the inhalation caused inflammation and oxidative stress uh, that eventually came back to the baseline levels within six hours. So it's a transient effect, um, and this is related to the effect to the vasculature. Because uh, when you inhale the aerosol, um, the aerosol can be, the, so the tiny droplets, they can be translocated or transferred into right. the bloodstream from the tiny sacs from the alveoli of your lungs. And, and, as, you, and as you said, th- this was a, a basically a one-time instance for people. The, the people that were involved in the study were non-smokers, correct? Exactly, correct. So I guess we can, we can theorize then even seeing some sort of, uh, of recovery after several hours, if you're somebody that's vaping, there is an impact, especially if you're doing it over a longer period of time. Yes, you, you, could, you could extrapolate that. It would be logical to extrapolate that. But if I may, um, we, we need to be cautious okay. about uh, associating this uh, highly specific study to what is happening right now. Uh, there's uh, over 200 cases. Uh, unfortunately, they're not just cases. They have faces and names. Right. Uh, you know, Ale- uh, Alexander Mitchell, Maddie Nelson, uh, uh, Kevin Boncler. Uh, these are teenagers. Uh, they were vaping. So a common aspect is that many of them were vaping. Uh, some of them were vaping also THC. So they were vaping also marijuana, um, and uh, um, you don't really know um, the uh, vaping uh, habits 
and uh, what they put inside the cartridges. So, so it is well known that inside the aerosol uh, there are some toxic compounds and yeah. carcinogenic compounds that can be created by the heating of the liquid and also the flavorings. So this um, is so yeah. this is really your research is really the start of potentially more research in, in this area. And I note that also because in, in this study that you did, you were really using just one product, one vaping product yeah. for. Mm-hmm. All of the, all of the people involved. Correct. And exactly. there are and there are a variety of of different products that are out there right now. There is a there is a huge variety of products uh, of uh, a huge variety of liquids, uh, and the problem is is that there is no regulation. So um, also uh, you can also imagine a black market. Uh, so uh, counterfeiters so that uh, they are um, putting on the market probably some uh, unknown concoction. Uh, so we we really need more investigation and more re- regulation. But knowing okay. knowing what you now know and, and doing this study and and specifically talking about the impact on blood vessels, mm-hmm. even in that short period of time, I, I, it sounds like you can understand that there there was an impact and, and there could be an impact on blood vessels uh, constricting hardening hardening of the arteries uh, th- that type of process moving forward correct yes because the endothelial dysfunction so the fact that the endothelium doesn't work very well is uh, um, commonly um, universally known as uh, being the first step towards uh, uh, the, um, the pathogenesis of the cardiovascular disease. So on the long term, if repeated multiple times, uh, you, you, could, you could likely see an effect, uh, a harmful effect on your vasculature. And, and if, if memory serves me, and I'm not a smoker, so I come at this from, you know, from, from the journalistic perspective, that, that when vaping, when these products first came out, I believe they were being marketed as a safer alternative to traditional cigarettes, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it could be true um, in, some, in some cases. Uh, I mean, many, many studies, uh, um, they found that uh, uh, for some levels of, uh, for example, formaldehyde, they were lower in the electronic cigarette compared to the tobacco cigarette. But if you use the electronic cigarette at high voltage, or high power, then uh, the likelihood that you release uh, this uh, carcinogenic increases. So it, um, it's generally true. It might be uh, slightly safer. It, the problem is also you need to consider your usage of it. So in, in this instance, with the study that you've done, you, you're, uh, you're talking about the potential, and obviously you were talking about non-nicotine mm-hmm. products, which we know that, that nicotine has an impact, but also we're talking about the impact of the aerosol that's used within these products in general as well, correct? Yes, correct, exactly. So the nicotine, it's known that it worsens the situation. Uh, so nicotine accelerates uh, uh, some process, for example. But even without nicotine, and that's the problem, because uh, the flavors attract uh, young people. Uh, they could vape uh, even without nicotine. But that's, that's not just water vapor. It's an aerosol, and it's, it's different. And the impact of that aerosol on the human body is, ends up being what? Mm. The impact of the aerosol on the human body on the long well, term, we, we, don't, uh, we still we, we need more results. 
because uh, the long-term impact uh, is uh, currently uh, not known. I, I guess this, as we said, this is really, I think, the the tip of the iceberg of research in this area for for you, for your group, and for a lot of people looking at this at this industry, which is becoming a a, a significant uh, piece to the tobacco to tobacco companies uh, around the United States and around the world. Yes, I see that. Um, of course, tobacco smoking is not safe at all. So uh, I, I just want to point out, uh, um, I'm not here to say that, uh, okay, we, we need to come back to tobacco smoking. <laughs> the, the, better right. thing, the best thing to be would be just to breathe air, possibly not polluted, but everything you inhale uh, that is not air can be, you know, potentially harmful can be harmful. What has been the reaction you have been receiving from this research being out? I would imagine you're hearing from a lot of different people about specifically the research and the potential impact that we're looking at with these products. Yes, yes. I was personally contacted by uh, people worried because they are uh, they quitted the smoking and they started using electronic cigarettes. Uh, and uh, also, um, for example, the CBD uh, is, uh, is very common and is used also for medical purposes. Right. But there are some people that are using CBD vape pens. So I just would like to point out more research is needed. Right, and you mentioned the CBD component to where you are seeing people that are, that are using uh, those types of products in, in these e-cigarettes as well, correct? It could be. We're joined by Alessandra Caporale, who's a postdoctoral fellow here at the University of Pennsylvania at the Perelman School of Medicine in the Department of Radiology. We're talking about the research that she was involved with. Uh, Alessandra, the lead on this uh, research surrounding uh, e-cigarettes and the impact of the uh, uh, of the aerosol, the non-nicotine aerosol on the human body, specifically blood vessels. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866, or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. I would guess, Alessandra, that as as this technology, this product has kind of developed, the, the medical concerns uh, and why it came to the forefront so quickly, the medical concerns were, were really not tackled at the outset. And we're, to a degree, we're playing catch up in trying to understand truly what the, what the impact is of these products. Yes, correct. We need to understand what the impact uh, they may have uh, on a large scale uh, and on long-term, uh, long-term use. What, do you th- what are the next steps for you in your research in, in looking at this then? What are the next logical, re- uh, logical steps to take? So I am personally uh, fascinated by the, um, the endothelium. So my, my research would, be, would go um, through this uh, direction. So to see um, uh, the, the long-term impact, uh, that is a question that I would like to answer um, and, to, and to see um, other uh, properties of the vessels um, and how they react uh, to this uh, um, um, interaction with the e-cigarette inhalants.
and with tobacco as well. How, how different then, and obviously there are other elements which can impact blood vessels, uh, you know, through our, our diet and our lifestyle as yeah. well. Yeah. But, but how different in what you saw in this research, how different is the reaction from this research to say, uh, you know, something having to deal with, uh, with, our, with our, our, our diet not being as good or our, our lifestyle as well? Are there elements that are the same? Um, yes, the common aspect would be to increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. So also having a bad diet and uh, not doing physical activity, that would um, always, uh, that would, um, all these things, uh, that would um, commonly increase uh, the, the risk of, uh, of uh, cardiovascular disease. So it means uh, uh, the risk of, uh, um, you know, stroke and heart attack. Uh, because uh, your mm, the vessels uh, are subject to aging, but right. if you could uh, maintain them healthy as much as possible, that would uh, that would be that would be the best thing ever. How how quickly then can you can you take those next steps and and look deeper into this and and I think even more specifically looking at at a wide range of different products I mentioned this research was specifically with one e uh, e cigarette product there are so many others out there that that probably need to be explored as well yes exactly um, there are uh, studies coming out uh, comparing different products uh, and um, there are over eight thousand flavors on the market. So they're also um, looking at the effects of the different flavorings. And some conclusions were made. For example, it's, it's known from other studies that the cinnamon flavor uh, is uh, toxic to cells. Um, wow. Yes. Um, and, um, and so, yes, basically, uh, also there's another aspect that sometimes uh, what is labeled on the products uh, doesn't really correspond to what it's inside the uh, the cartridge. And so again, this is going back to to something you touched on before is kind of the regulation around this industry yeah. at this point that that needs to catch up to uh, kind of similar to what we've seen with cigarettes in general over the last mm -hmm. twenty to thirty years. Exactly. Exactly. We're joined by Alessandra Coparale, who is uh, at the Penn, uh, University of Pennsylvania Perelman School of Medicine in the Department of Radiology. We're talking about the research she was a part of, looking at uh, and studying the impact of vaping uh, on our body, on our blood vessels. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. By using people that that were non-smokers to begin with, the benefit you you gain as a researcher is what? So I actually would like to uh, underline the, another aspect, uh, which is the social and psychological impact uh, of these products, because uh, uh, I have seen, so in the, at the beginning of this year, the Food and Drug Administration uh, organized a public hearing, and uh, it was... Uh, uh, there was uh, um, an important aspect uh, uh, that was um, uh, stressed, and it, it, it is that teenagers and kids, uh, like middle school kids, yeah. some of them, they, um, they actually start vaping and start using uh, e-cigarettes to be accepted, to, to be right. accepted by the, by the group. 
and it is uh, it is trendy. It is um, um, it is a current um, trend. And uh, if you go on YouTube, you can find many videos of these kids vaping uh, to prove something, probably. So this is another aspect that is uh, uh, worth noting. So I would I would think that the hope is that as the medical research moves forward, you're going to see more and more of a of a legislative approach to to tackle some of these problems. Exactly. What is the what is the next step in terms of of doing the study? Because you mentioned you look at a, at a specific part of the body, but what other impact are we talking about? Because as as your research lays out, you're talking about blood vessels that that could be at any point in the body being impacted, even blood vessels in the brain as well. Correct? Yes. In fact, uh, uh, there have been studies also on the uh, air pollution, and uh, the problem here is the ultrafine particles. These ultrafine particles are very tiny particles, and uh, they are so tiny that they can be, uh, they can reach the brain. Uh, there are several um, uh, mechanisms. Um, uh, for example, they could uh, they could pass the the barrier, which is called blood-brain barrier, mm-hmm. or they could they could reach the brain through the olfactory uh, nerve. Uh, and when once inside the brain, the brain vasculature. There, they, um, they promote inflammation and oxidative stress. And uh, uh, inflammation, uh, it, is, uh, uh, it was associated with uh, uh, the, um, the develop, de- development of neurodegenerative diseases. Right. And, and I would think there would be a potentially a, a greater impact it, it, with that specifically linked to having teenagers uh, do, you know, doing more vaping, uh, especially in the in this day and age, the fact that brains continue to develop up to what age age twenty twenty one. Yes, these are these are developing brains exactly, and uh, there is uh, not just the impact of uh, ultrafine particles, but also the impact of nicotine. And some of these products contain a high dose of nicotine. So, um, and even even. This is this is important too because some some of the teenagers uh, they uh, they're not aware that they are uh, they are their intake of nicotine is so high. Alice, so they, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's um, it's just that uh, they uh, they are they get hooked by a nicotine addiction before they can even notice that. What is what is the hope? What is the message that you hope is delivered from this research? That the parents should be um, should be warned and should warn in their turn their their children, um, and that there is no need to uh, to vape to be called and or to be accepted, and uh, these products need more regulations. Alessandra, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, good luck with uh, your future research on this, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Alessandra Caporale of the University of Pennsylvania, the Perelman School of Medicine. She is a postdoctoral fellow there and the lead author on this study uh, looking at uh, health concerns surrounding e-cigarettes. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 